WCNC Charlotte. This is Flashpoint, where power and politics collide and the tough questions get asked and answered. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. This week, we are focusing on the heart of Charlotte, Uptown, the home of Trade and Tryon, Bank of America Stadium, and offices to some of the biggest corporations in the world. But in the years following the pandemic, Uptown has seen an uptick in crime, fewer workers going into the offices, and nightlife heading to its increasingly popular neighbor, South End. In a few minutes, I'll speak with one of the Charlotte City Council members who represents Uptown. But first, joining us now from Charlotte City Partners, CEO Michael Smith and Senior Vice President of Economic Development, James Labar. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Great to be with you. James, I th you told one of my colleagues last September that Uptown, uh, the workforce is about 65 to 70 percent of pre-pandemic levels. Um, knowing that that the, that workforce is a lifeblood of, of Uptown Charlotte, have we made any progress there? Yeah, great question, Brent, Ben. Yeah, the, the workforce of Uptown and South End is a key ingredient as uh, today's economy and into the future. Right now, as we're seeing people more and more come into Uptown and South End to work, we're right in that 70% of pre-pandemic levels. Um, that we've seen since the end of 2022 as we're going into the beginning of 2023, heading into spring. And again, we'll continue to watch to see how that number increases over time. I was going to say, just to follow up on that, I mean, now that most companies are back, um, some sort of schedule, whether it's hybrid or not, I mean, is there a thought that you can go higher than this 70% or, or is that the new normal? We, we firmly believe it's going to be higher for a couple of pieces. So over time that we've seen, the, the rhythms have changed uh, where more people are coming into the office to, to find that value, to find that competitive edge, whether it be to mentor younger people or to collaborate with people. The other thing is that people continue to move to Charlotte, and with that follows jobs. So the, the number of jobs uh, is also increasing in the Charlotte region. And the more jobs that come, that percentage will continue to increase as people come in, whether it be one day a week or five days a week or somewhere in between of two or three. So we're expecting that number to increase because our economy continues to improve. And I think the thing to remember there is what we're hearing from our major employers is they are hungry to restore culture and collaborative environments because it's those collaborative environments that allow them to be able to build culture that differentiates their, them from their competitors. And that happens in a workplace where people are together. So we think there's gonna be a, a real concerted effort by major employers to get people back together. Can, Michael, I ask you this, can Uptown be what it was in 2019 if people are only coming to the office though, three days a week? So, uh, you know, Ben, our, our goal is not to return to 2019. It's to become better. It's to become what we're supposed to be next. And this is the, uh, the biggest disruption of our generation was this pandemic. And the, the place of urbanity uh, has been shifted. And uh, we think it's going to become a more complete place. We're actually excited about it. We know we want to significantly grow it as a neighborhood. Uh, and as a destination, because what we found is it was such a major employment center. We're proud of what we've done over the last four decades, but there's more work to do in making it more balanced and more complete place. I tell you what, you, you look at our skyline, um, and, and this has been true 
I mean, Mike, I've been interviewing you for 15 years now, it seems, um, and I always talk about the skyline because the skyline's always growing. There's always cranes in the sky. There's always more construction. Through the pandemic, there's construction. There's still construction. The skyline now extends to, to South End. Um, does it give you any concern uh, at the pace that we're growing, considering that work culture has, has changed a bit? Uh, no, cities are either growing or they're dying. Um, we are outpacing our competitors. What excites us as a team is uh, we're a top 20 MSA that continues to achieve top 10 MSA results, which means we are challenging that next tier of cities. And you have to continue to create new inventory to be able to grow jobs. And with us having you know, between 80 and 130 people a day moving to our region, We've got to continue to grow jobs uh, to be able to complement and really respond to the incredible talent that keeps choosing our market. Where, where do you, I'll ask you both this question, um, so try to think of creative different answers. Um, where, where, do you see, uh, where do you see Uptown 10 years from now? What will, what will Uptown 2034 or 2033 look like? Uh, James, I'll, I'll go with you first. Sure. So I think to Michael's point, it's it's really about the balancing of the neighborhoods. So more residents living in Center City. One of the things that the pandemic has informed all cities across the country is that if you have residents living near those places to work, that, um, that really supports small businesses, Those it supports those large employers. It also supports each one of those residential units to, to be an active engaging place where, where you're living um, next to other people um, that, that share common interests, but also it brings in a ton of diversity. So that's a really big piece. The other thing I think in 2034 that will really come onto the scene is uh, enhanced mobility options. So really with uh, Silverline um, coming in, whether that's active in 2034 or like there's active construction happening with it, be super exciting where there's all these different ways in order that you're connected inside the neighborhoods, but also connected outside into the region, whether you're coming on the blue line, silver line, the gold line connecting those pieces and other pieces of micro mobility, connecting all those different pieces of those complete neighborhoods. Michael, I'll give you a chance to, to take a shot at that as well. Where do you see Uptown in 10 years? Yeah, so I, I would commend two documents to your viewers. One is our State of the Center City Report, which they can find on our website, and also our 2040 Center City Vision Plan. Our city ha has this incredible rhythm of every 10 years casting a 20-year vision. We've been doing it since 1966 with the Adele Plan. And we just adopted the 2040 Vision Plan uh, we will be a center city that is that is more welcoming and inclusive, that is much more connected, uh, that has, as James called out, great mobility options, uh, a much denser place, um, you know, hopefully 2x the number of residents. So we've got about 35,000 now. Uh, what if we had 70,000 residents in 10 years? It'd be incredible. Um, it, uh, it will continue to be our major employment hub. It will be more balanced. You will have even more hospitality options. Uh, we look forward to this. We, uh, and then lastly, it'll be a place that continues to grow beyond 277. Uh, you've seen in this last decade how South End has become 
this national phenomenon. I, I am reached out to by my counterparts around the world wanting to know what South End is, which is wonderful. Uh, you will see us growing to the west and to the east and to the north and our CBD continuing to expand beyond two and a half square miles to 2X that. Got up more of our conversation with Charlotte Center City Partners and Uptown's competition with its neighbor to the south. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Uptown Charlotte considered the hub of entertainment and business here in the Queen City, but it's now facing increasing competition from its southern neighbor, South End. Now more of my conversation with Michael Smith and James Labar with Charlotte Center City Partners. I know you all work for, with South End as well. It's, it's all part of uh, the Center City plan, but uh, how do you differentiate for a company wanting to come between South End and Uptown? Uh, the beauty is these are incredibly unique brands. And we are not competing within our region. We're competing against Denver and Nashville, and Tampa and Atlanta. Um, and when a company comes to town, they are looking for that. They, they know what they want. They know they, what they're hungry for. And the South End brand is incredibly unique. It has the advantages of transit orientation. It is a complete place. Uh, and it has a lot of next generation talent that's so attractive to companies. You, go ahead, please. Yeah, Ben, so one of the things when we work with companies uh, that are looking at both markets, it's really a question of um, what, what is the culture of their organization and aligning with that place and how can that place support not only their, their talent attraction and retention pieces, but also about what, what their growth projection is. And so one conversation with South would be like, hey, we, we wanna be exactly right in the middle of it. And we know a lot of people are gonna use light rail and they're gonna be kind of walking or coming in on, on the rail trail. Or is it more of a conversation of, hey, we know we're attracting people from all across the region and we wanna be in walking distance to, to a, a ton of vibrancy with like, uh, bars and small shops and those pieces. So right there, you can start thinking about um, employment opportunities right around uh, Brooklyn Village Way on Tryon, or do you want to start talking about somewhere in between Tryon and South Boulevard and South End? But what's great about that is that it's all in the future, it's going to be all super connected as we move forward with growing over 277, those increased mobility options. Um, you guys both brought up mobility. Um, I mean, we talk about it every week here on, on this show, um, transportation and things like that. But it, it is moving by all accounts at a glacial speed that is beyond your control. You, you've got local city council, you've got regional stakeholders, you've got the General Assembly that's got to sign off on it. I, is it frustrating for, for, for you as two people who, who are selling this city and attracting businesses, and a lot of it's depending on, on transit and mobility, to not have faster action on, on this specifically? You know, city building has uh, has a rhythm to it where there uh, are, are things that move, as you said, at glacial speed. There's other things that ju just pop through and help build a city. The key is having that long-term vision, knowing the kind of city you want to be, and it's these it's it's so much of the incrementalism that allows cities to to, to move and become what they uh, they aspire to be. I think this city has an unwavering vision uh, to be transit oriented. And we've seen the power of the blue line at uh, shaping tomorrow's vibrancy. 
and creating the the kind of dense neighborhoods because it's hard to come into an existing part of our city and create the kind of density that we're going to want to have if we build concentric rings going out it's going to erode the quality of life that attracted us here in the first place all right michael smith james labar gentlemen thanks for coming along we appreciate it thanks ben thank okay. you ben take care more flashman after this Welcome back to Flashpoint. Charlotte City leaders working with stakeholders to help bring Uptown back to its former glory. But rising crime rates and remote work options are forcing City Council to chart new territory in this post-pandemic era. Joining us now, Charlotte City Councilman Malcolm Graham, who represents uh, part of Uptown there on City Council. Councilman, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So in your mind, do you think Uptown is back to where it was say three or four years ago we're making meaningful progress after COVID 19 to have an uptown that's uh, livable um, that's uh, full of excitement and energy and i recall a couple of months ago where we had an event at um, panther stadium uh the triple baseball um, stadium as well as the arena which created um a holistic um lively environment in uptown so we're getting our groove back Let's talk about something aside from some of that, and that is CMPD data from the last five years shows a slight increase in violent crime uptown. Uh, CEO of Blumenthal Arts telling City Council a few weeks ago it's a concern for folks going there to see shows. Is that sort of hurting the overall recovery of uptown? Well, I think it's, it's hurting the city as a whole. We look at our crime metrics, um, crime and violent crimes are uh, increasing throughout the city. Uh, certainly, uptown is not immune to that as well. Uh, we have to ensure that uh, we have the type of policing efforts necessary to secure all of our city and certainly uptown dealing with issues in reference to homelessness, panhandlers, uh, as well as just um, uh, basic um, crime, right? And so uh, we want to work with the neighbors and center city partners and others, as well as CMPD to ensure that we provide the type of active policing necessary have to save uptown last week for an example when there was uh, the speed raisings um all the burnouts that occurred in uptown we, we can't have that not only in uptown but anywhere in the city of charlotte so we're working really hard to address public safety throughout the city uh some big plans underway for uptown um several new buildings going up a new food hall transit center which you and your colleagues have, have been um addressing in, in recent meetings um what do you think uptown's going to look like in say a decade Oh, wow. I, I think you'll see a, a newly renovated Charlotte Transportation Center. Hopefully the Hornets practice facilities will be on the top of that facility as well. Uh, Spectrum Arena currently is going through a, a three-year renovation. Um, the Link Silver Line now is under um, alignment. Um, a new gateway station, um, hopefully a renovated Bank of America Stadium uh, with the Entertainment District there. And even going back to the Charlotte Transportation Center, part of that is to try to create a, a festival plaza atmosphere along the Bavard Street as well. So more residents uh, living in uptown Charlotte for sure, more businesses um, uh, through the North Tryon Street area with the, um, the library uh, being um, built as well as the North Tryon um, Project Action Plan. So uh, the Innovation District, which is on the outskirts of our town, which is the... Uh, 
new medical school, Wake Forest and Atrium Health combining, and they're committed to build a building every year for the next 10 years. Uh, so Optown will look significantly different than it looks today. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. I noticed one point you said, you said a renovated Bank of America Stadium. Does that mean that, that, that we are giving up on the idea of a new Bank of America Stadium? Well, that's to be determined. Um, obviously, it's a lot cheaper to renovate an existing facility than to build a new one, but that's to be determined. Obviously, uh, something needs to happen there uh, in terms of uh, uh, the Bank of America Stadium. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the uh, NFL. Uh, certainly, um, there's no secret that folks have been talking about the future of the stadium, so we'll see what happens. What do, what do you think has to happen in order for that to happen? Uh, substantial money from the private sector? Well, you know, Charlotte is built on public-private partnerships, and certainly that will be a model that we will take a look at uh, as well. It's a model that we utilize with the um, uh, the Charlotte Hornets and, and other uh, um, professional sports teams in the city. And so, uh, obviously, there will be some type of public participation. Um, but we're not running a blank check for anything, um, but at the same token, we clearly re uh, realize and recognize the importance of having a uh, NFL stadium, uh, a team in Charlotte, Charlotte FC, um, as well as the entertainment um, uh, atmosphere for the stadium. Uh, I.e., Beyonce is coming to town, and my daughter called me, and she calls sometimes, not often, but uh, she called when she heard that announcement that Beyonce is coming to the Bank of America Stadium. And so all that draws an economic impact somewhere between $1.5 billion a year, and certainly I think that's something that uh, the city uh, and the citizens would like to maintain to, to support small businesses, um, uh, those who work in them, bartenders, um, waiters, um, busboys, um, those who drive the um, um, traveling tourism industry in, in, in Charlotte. We got a Beyonce show next up. We got to get Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> let, let me ask you this. It is exciting to look around our skyline right now and see so much growth in Uptown and uh, down in South End as well. Um, but does it ever worry you knowing how much the workplace culture has changed in this country? You have all of these buildings going up, and if or not, we're going to have the companies, the workers to fill them. Yeah, that, that's always a concern. Um, I think you see more um, housing um, developments occurring in uptown, um, more so than, than offices. Offices are certainly coming. I think you'll see some retrofitting of some of the offices that are currently um, uh, vacant um, to housing options as well. Um, but as the city grows and matures um, and as we get beyond COVID-19, uh, and I think we're on the other side of it for certain, uh, that there'll be a more um, uh, employees uh, like myself willing uh, to come into the office to do the work, uh, to build team morale, um, and to um, create an environment where teams can exist. Obviously, there will be some uh, companies that have a, a, a virtual option, um, but I think um, we will find a way to balance um, both the housing option as well as the workforce development uh, opportunities as well. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the epicenter. Um, been sitting there for uh, a few years now, not completely empty, but largely empty. Um, it looks like it's back to the path of, of uh, a new future. Uh, where do things stand with it? 
I'm really excited about the Epic Center. Uh, I met the new developers um, at the Center City Partners meeting a couple of weeks ago. They're excited about the work that we're doing at the Spectrum Center as well as the um, the Charlotte Transportation Center. Uh, they want to be a part of that um, that plaza, that excitement uh, in terms of creating a uh, a new um, uh, district, uh, and they're a part of that. And so I think once you put together the Spectrum renovation, uh, the Charlotte Transportation Center. Uh, the Epic Center itself, a Boulevard Street uh, with a festival um, type of boulevard all together. It creates a, a, a lot of synergy for everybody. So certainly I'm excited about what they're about to do with their facility and how that blends in with all the others. All right, Councilman Malcolm Graham. Councilman, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it as always. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, take care. More Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Hey folks, come interact with us on social media. And if there's something you want us to talk about here on Flashpoint, let us know. And as always, remember to listen and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. We'll see you back here next weekend.